What's going on? Welcome to the Ransomed Bodies Project. I am your host, Trent Harrison. I am the founder and CEO of Ransomed Bodies Training. This podcast is for those who want more out of their fitness journey and who are ready to unlock their fullest potential with their physique without cutting out your favorite carbs or eating within a four-hour window. You are going to learn how to turn your body into a fat-burning furnace and muscle-building machine. I am going to break down some of the biggest myths, controversies, and questions that you are facing right now that are stopping you from unlocking your best self. You ready? Let's get it. All right, so today is a really, really special training. We're going to be doing a live Q&A, so I'm here to answer your questions. I'm here to give you value right now and right here. And so what I want to do is I want to hear some questions. So I'm live right now in the Facebook group. And what I'm going to do is answer any of your guys' questions, whether it's on your mindset and motivation, whether it's on training and nutrition, whether it's on supplementation, maybe it could be on something outside of fitness that you want to ask me. And so I'm here to serve. I'm here to answer whatever questions you guys got. And my encouragement for these questions is I really want you guys to think deep about these questions. I want to encourage you to ask deeper questions, the better questions you ask the better guidance that I'm going to be able to give based off of those things that we talk about and that we discuss. And so before we dive into everything, here's what I want to talk about first. Where you're at right now is a direct correlation, has a direct correlation to the work you've put in in the last three months, six months, 12 months, okay? The work you've put in up until this point has gotten you to where you're at right now. So if you have not been putting in work in the last month or the last two months or the last three months, that's why you're in the position you're in today. And this is a hard reality and realization for a lot of people where it's super easy. I just think in today's day and age and in our culture to blame other things and not take responsibility over the results in our lives, you know, and we see it all the time where maybe we blame our genetics. Maybe you blame your family. Maybe you blame your kids. Maybe you blame your boss for keeping you late at work. Maybe you blame your job, you know? If you're staying late at work every single day, okay, why don't you go to the gym in the morning? If your family is keeping you from going to the gym or getting your nutrition in, why don't you meal prep when they are asleep? So take responsibility over your actions if you want to see different results. And here's the beautiful thing about this is because the the work I put in in the last few months has led me up until this point. That means the work I put in today could change my future, my trajectory. So if you want a different outcome, then you must be willing to do different actions. You must be willing to take different actions towards your goals. And here's, I'll give you a prime example. I got three kids now. I just had a brand new baby, brand new baby. And I had to make a lot of adjustments and changes over the last few weeks. I could not blame my uh, my son Zayden for anything, the me not hitting my macros, me not doing my nutrition, I had to take different actions. I have to do different things. I have to make bigger sacrifices. So let's dive into the questions. I see some coming in. Okay, Kyle asked, for people who are a bit intimidated by big gyms, what are ways to easily acclimate themselves to that environment? Dude, that's a super good question. I think the first thing, and this is a really common common thing. I, um, I did a half day with one of my VIP, one of the VIP guys. He's on the VIP program where he comes out. He literally flew out here. Um, his name's Elvin. And we did a full like training session. Everything broke everything down. And that's this was one of his struggles. One of his goals for 2023 was getting himself into the gym. And here's what I told him. No one is watching you inside of the gym. I think we get into our heads where we're like, oh, people are watching me. People are judging me. And we're so afraid that someone else is going to judge me for doing a weight or doing an exercise. 
And you have to be willing to get over that because here's here's another thing that's important is in order to really push yourself in the gym, you have to be willing to push yourself past failure and sometimes fail on reps. Every single week when I'm in the gym, there are sets where I literally have to drop the weight or fail. Like whether I'm deadlifting, whether I'm doing dumbbell bench press, like I have to push myself in order to grow to the point where I might miss a rep. Like I might be going up on a dumbbell bench and I think I could do it, but I can't and I end up having to drop the weight. And sometimes people look at me, but that's okay. People are not judging you at the gym as much as you think they are. You are your biggest critic. I want everyone to write that in the comments below. You are your biggest critic. The reason why you feel like people are judging you in the gym or people are watching you in the gym because you are your biggest critic. No one is going to judge you more than yourself. When you look in the mirror and you take your progress pictures, no one's going to say you have belly fat more than you do. No one's going to say, oh, you have too much chest fat more than you do, right? We are our own biggest critics. When I was the most shredded I've ever been last year, I literally was 175 pounds dice that had ab veins. I was still criticizing my own physique and myself. I still felt like I did not have enough muscle. I still had too much body fat. Everyone else around me was telling me that I was shredded and I looked amazing. I didn't feel that way. You are going to be your own biggest critic. So when you go into the gym, make sure you're, you remember that. Like People are not judging you as much as you think they are. Another way to combat this of feeling uncomfortable and insecure in the gym is going to the gym with a plan. Going to the gym with a plan, which you should have. Every time you step into the gym, you know what workouts you're doing. So what I would recommend doing is before you even go in, sit there, go on your phone, figure out what exercises you're doing. Try to get a good landscape of, of like the gym and where the, all the exercises are. Go through it and you'll be fine. In order to grow, you must be willing to get uncomfortable. And that's the next step for a lot of people is making sure you, you are comfortable going to the gym. All right. So Travis asked, so for my lifting, I feel like I've hit a plateau especially with my chest workouts. How do you break through plateaus? Do I focus less on the recommended reps and go heavier with lower reps? Okay, for a lot of people, so the question is regarding, so he hit a plateau with his chest growth. Feels like he's not getting stronger in chest. Some muscle groups, Travis, grow slower than others. For example, for me, my chest is the probably my weakest muscle group in terms of like how I aesthetically look. I'm able to lift a lot of weights, but with my chest, that is kind of lagging. And so if you have a muscle group that is lagging, the recommendation that I have is number one, master the form on that exercise. So for a lot of people, they don't, they're not doing chest exercises properly and they feel their chest exercises more on their shoulders. If that's you, you need to go back to the drawing board and really master the foundations. So the first step to do that would be to drop the weight. So I would drop 10 to 20% on all of your exercises to really master each movement so you're feeling your chest properly. It's number one. Number two, if you want to get, get stronger, if you want to build muscle, the number one principle to do this is progressive overloading. So getting stronger and lifting heavier weights. If you're lifting the same weights week after week after week, then the odds are it's going to be very difficult for you to see progress. So focus on lifting heavier weights. This means lifting with more intensity, taking your sets closer to failure, this means lifting five to 10 pounds heavier this week. Push yourself. Be okay with failing. And then also, like, remember that some muscle groups are lag more than others. My back grows faster than my chest does. My shoulders grow faster than my legs do. That's just how my body works. Your body might work a little differently where some muscle groups might lag more than others. So really, it's just about consistently and staying patient. Okay? Okay, so Justin asked. He's definitely feeling stronger. Even though he's on maintenance, he still has been increasing weight. Boom. That's amazing. So right now we got Justin on a maintenance phase, meaning he's eating the same amount of calories that his body can maintain his weight, but he's also able to build muscle and increase strength. So that's a huge win, bro. Like if we are 
still getting stronger while we're at your maintenance calories, that's a really, really, really good sign. Okay. You are your biggest critic. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Next question from Courtney. And as you guys are coming into the live stream, drop your questions below and I'm going to try to answer as many as I can. So Courtney asked if you fail at eight or nine reps before you reach your expected 12 reps, should you knock out? I love this question, by the way. Should you knock out the next three or four reps or just rest up and attempt another full set? That's a really good question, Courtney. So here's the thing. Everyone write this in the comments below. Your body doesn't count reps, right? Your body does not count reps in the comments below. Your body does not count reps. Your body, Courtney, does not know the difference between nine reps and 10 reps. Your body doesn't know the difference between 12 reps and 15 reps. What your body knows is your body knows that, man, this was really, really difficult and really, really stressful. And this is why I always say intensity is the number one factor if you want to have a high intensity and a high focused workout. So every time I'm in the gym, I am focused on intensity over every anything else. How can I lift with the most intensity while I'm in this exercise? So Courtney, if you're getting, if you're lifting a little heavier than you're used to, the set says 12, you hit eight or nine, but it was like a hard eight or nine set reps, hard. You do not need to do an additional three or four reps and rest in order to hit the number. The goal is not to hit the number, the goal is to hit the intensity. So your reps you have for all of your sets are just benchmarks for me to hit an intensity level, okay? So if I hit my intensity level and I'm pretty much at failure at seven reps, but I was shooting for a set of 10, that's a great set. Vice versa, let's say you hit 10 reps and it says a set of 10, but you feel like you have two extra reps in the tank, go for 12. Again, your body doesn't know the difference between 12 reps and 10 reps. And so the goal is to take all of your sets close to failure, meaning you have one to two reps in the tank, which means like to me, that means if there's if someone had a gun pointed to your head, Courtney, could you do one or two more reps? That's what one to two reps in the tank looks like. It doesn't mean one to two reps until it hurts. It means one to two reps if I literally had a gun to my head. That's how I think of all my sets. And that's how you're going to start to train more intensely. So you do not need to do extra reps. Okay. Victor has a really good question. He says, what do I recommend doing when you have to wait for equipment? Okay. So let's say you're doing legs. This is a really common issue with legs. You're doing legs. The first workout you have programmed is squats or the first exercise you have programmed is leg press. The last thing that I want you doing is I don't want you spending two, three hours in the gym. That's a waste of time. You know, that's a waste of time. Okay. So if you find yourself having to wait for equipment, what I recommend doing is try to go to the next exercise. So if you have leg press first, and then the second exercise is a Bulgarian split squat or like stiff legged deadlift, just go to the second exercise and try to come back to the first exercise. If that doesn't work, I would go to a variation of that exercise. And so that's like the last resort though. First option is to skip it and come back to it. Second option is to use a variation for that exercise. So if you have barbell squats, instead of doing barbell squats, go do the Smith squats. If you have a leg press, instead of doing leg press, go to barbell squats or go to the Smith squats or go to a goblet squat. I got to want you guys just sitting around and waiting for equipment if you don't have access to it. Okay. Mo asked, I just have belly fat. Do I have to lose weight? Because last time I was tired not to have belly fat, but I lost weight. My arms, my shoulders were getting smaller. Okay. So Mo, so Mo's problem is he wants to get rid of his belly fat. He wants to know the best way to do this. Should he focus on weight loss or should he focus on something else? But he also doesn't want to lose muscle mass in the process. So here's the approach that we take. So you can maintain your muscle, Mo, lose belly fat and still 
see your six pack apps. And so what you want to do is you want to make sure if you're in a cut, which is most of you guys, if you're in a cut right now, your number one focus with your training should be lifting as heavy as possible. So last year, when I cut down and I lost 38 pounds, yeah, I did lose strength. I did lose size in my arms, of course. But my focus when I was in the gym is preserving as much muscle as I can. And the way that you preserve muscle while you're losing body fat, number one, you train as hard as possible. You want to try to keep your training intensity high. Keep your training intensity high. Still try to lift the same weights you can. Yes, you're going to lose a little bit of strength, but that's normal. Lift the same weights you can, and then make sure you continue to train as hard as you can. Number two is hit your protein goals. So if you're constantly eating 100 grams of protein a day, 120 grams of protein a day, yeah, you're going to lose muscle and you're going to lose size in your arms and your shoulder. So make sure you're hitting your protein. Make sure you're actually tracking your food. If you're not, then you're going to lose strength 100%. Okay. Number three is we don't eat in a big calorie deficit. So Let's say your maintenance calories are like 2,500 mo or something like that. You don't want to eat 1,700 calories per day because if you eat in this big calorie deficit, you're not going to be able to train intensely. You're probably not going to hit your protein goals and you're going to severely deprive your body. So it's going to start pulling fuel from your muscles, not from the food you're giving it. So that's why when we give you a calorie deficit, a lot of, a lot of people, like when I first build their program and I give them macros, they're like, oh, this is a lot of food. Yeah, it is a lot of food. It's more food than you're used to because the goal is to eat as much food as possible while losing weight. Everyone write that in the comments below. Lose as much weight as possible while eating as much food. Lose as much weight as possible while eating as much food. So my goal is I want you to be able to eat as much food as you can while you are losing weight. I don't want you to have to starve yourself to lose weight because when we eat our, as much food as we can, we're hitting our macros. We're eating a good amount of food. I'm feeling pretty full. My workouts are firing. Now I'm going to lose a solid one to two pounds per week. And I'm going to be able to maintain the muscle I have. And for some of you, you're going to be able to still build muscle. Slight calorie deficit, high protein goals, training intensity is up. That's how you do it. Good. What's up, James? All right. So James has a good question here. Should we do, be doing warm-up reps and or can we do warm-up reps and go straight to heavy weight? Yes. So I recommend everyone knowing the difference. I talked about this a little bit last week. You need to know the difference between working sets and the warm-up sets. So I'll give you a perfect example on how I do this. So today I'm working out chest. So today when I go to the gym, I'm going to be hitting chest and here's how I'm going to break it down. I've been really trying to progressively overload and get stronger in my chest since I'm in a gaining phase. And so I'm going to do, today will be probably four sets on chest. Those four sets, those four sets are going to be all working sets. So I will do two sets before I go into my actual four sets on the dumbbell bench. I will do two sets. So I'll start off with probably, normally I start off with like 65 pound dumbbells and I'll do a couple of reps there. I don't even count it. I just get the blood flowing in my chest. Probably do six to eight reps at 65 pounds. Then I'm gonna move to 95 pounds or 90 pound dumbbells and I'll do another six to eight reps. Again, not even counting, just getting the blood flowing. Then my working sets start. If I my workout says four sets of 12, 10, 8, 6, that doesn't mean I start at 65 pounds and move my way up. My working sets start typically around 110 pound dumbbells on dumbbell bench press or 120 pound dumbbells. And so I do recommend doing a couple of sets before you get into your main lift. That way, when you get to your main lift, you're starting at your at a heavy weight. You're starting at a good size weight. Okay. Andrew asked. Can you explain six drop six? So a six drop six rep or set means this. Again, I'll use a dumbbell bench as an example because it's a really good example that everyone does pretty much. If I'm doing a six drop six, Andrew, I'm going to start with, this is me personally, I'll start with, let's say 120 pound dumbbells. 
I will do six reps with 120 pound dumbbells. After I'm done with those six reps, I will go pick up a lighter set of dumbbells, let's say 90 pounds or 100 pounds. And then I will immediately do another set of six. So six reps, drop the weight, do another six reps with a lighter weight. That's what six drop six means in the same set. So it's a drop set. Okay. Logan asks, any financial advice on budgeting to keep stocked on protein and supplements? Any advice if you're ever a little tight on money while needing to restock supplements? Love this question, dude. Here's my advice. The supplements that you need to be focused on that are the best bang for your buck are this, dude. Protein and creatine. So if you're like tight on money and you, you can't spend money on supplements, the most important ones that you should have pretty much at all times are going to be protein powder and creatine. Creatine is really cheap. Creatine is like 15 bucks if you need to get it. Um, and then protein powder obviously is very cheap too. And it's a really good way to hit your protein goals. Those would be the two most important things if you're tight on cash. Okay. Also, what I would do is instead of buying pre-workout, I'd probably just use coffee instead. I probably wouldn't buy pre-workout if I was tied on cash and I didn't have the money. I would rather you spend your extra money that you could be spending on pre-workout on protein powder because the protein powder is going to be most beneficial. You know, uh, obviously pre-workout is very helpful and I take pre-workout and I recommend everyone take pre-workout. But if you had to choose two things that you needed to buy every single month, it would be protein powder and it would be creatine. The second thing that you would do, dude, is you would cut out all eating out. You would stop eating out entirely because if you're eating out, then you're spending a lot of extra money eating out and you would start to prep all of your meals for yourself. All of them, literally all of them. Don't eat Chipotle. Don't go to Flame Broiler. Don't go anywhere to eat except your kitchen. You should not be eating out if this is the case. Start to prep things like really cheap protein sources would be ground beef, 90% lean ground beef, a ground turkey, a ground chicken, frozen chicken breast. That's a hack too right there, right? I just did this. I went to Costco and I bought a huge bag of frozen chicken breast. I would buy frozen vegetables. Frozen vegetables are typically always cheaper. Uh, frozen fruit is always cheaper. Buy these things in bulk. Meal prep yourself for the week and you're going to save a lot, lot of money, right? Like I'll give you an example. What I do for lunch, lunches, is I will literally have chicken breasts or um, like frozen chicken breast is a really good option. Chicken thighs, ground chicken, ground turkey, ground beef with a side of, uh, and I make frozen broccoli. This is literally like a $2 meal. And if you're strapped for cash, you could probably eat that all over your meals, save a ton of money. Breakfast, you could just have a protein shake or something like that. And so you just have to make sure you're planning things at a time to hit your, your goals. If you reach your protein goal, hope that helps, dude. Hope that helps. Izzy said, if you reach your protein goal, but still have calories left, should you still eat more, even though you might go over on the protein goal? Yes, that's totally fine, dude. If you hit your protein goal, you still have calories left. You could eat more carbs and fats and just kind of plan things out a little better. Okay. So the two things you need to focus on with your calories and protein, James, are number one, did I hit my calories? And number two, did I hit my protein? Those are the most important things that you should focus on. If you hit your calories, but you're low on protein, you do not go over. If your calories are 2000 calories and your protein is 200 grams, you hit your 2000 calories for the day do, and you're at like 170 on protein, do not eat extra just to hit the protein. Calories are number one, protein is number two. If you hit your protein, you hit your 200 grams of protein, but you have leftover calories to hit your 2000 calories, yeah, go for it. You could definitely eat a little extra. So you could have like an English muffin, you could have a rice cake, etc. But don't sacrifice going over on calories, just hit your protein. Instead, what I want you to do is plan better and just make that adjustment for tomorrow. Okay, and then this will be the last question. Pat said, on my rest days, should I still be trying to hit my calories? If not, what's my deficit on those days? Yes, sir. 
Absolutely. If you guys notice, your calories and macros are very similar on your rest days compared to your actual lifting days. And here's why. Your body needs to recover on those days. Most of you guys are training five days a week anyways. And so for those two days you're not training, guess what your body's doing? It's still working. It's still recovering. So you still should be eating pretty similar macros. What I do for most of you is on that rest day, you just don't eat your pre-workout meal. That's the only difference. Or the, or the post-workout meal. The post-workout meal. And so when I cut out the post-workout meal, it cuts my calories a little bit. So that's the only difference that I would say. All right. I hope you guys got some value from the training today. I hope I answered your questions. Um, if I did, please let me know. And I'll see you guys on the next training. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you got some value from this episode. If you would like to learn more about how I can help you lose your next 15 to 30 plus pounds, build muscle, and develop a healthy lifestyle, just DM me on Instagram at TrizzlemanFitness with the word transform, and I will reach out to you directly to see if I can help. I will see you on the next episode, and God bless.